0: Log Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. (laughs) Don't laugh. This is like like we're We're off and running just like normal. You know, if we were prepared, no. then it would not know what to do. It would have gone <laughs> wrong, really. Okay. <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I'm Mark Eastman from AreYouScreening.com. <laughs> even sitting yet with? Me, yes, you were <laughs> like with me as around. always, and you know, complaining as, as always as usual <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> as usual. co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week we are uh, officially covering Red the, Dawn. No. That was if you if you read our blog talk radio little recap thing. That yeah. was potentially going to be the big surprise. So if you're wondering yeah. what the big surprise,
1: <laughs> we do have one.
0: Might be we will throw it out right now There right. is going to be Red Dawn, <laughs> and we really kind of decided against that yeah. at the last second. Um, but we are officially doing Rise of the Guardians. Yes, this week, and um, our bonus, as I I did allude to in. In our little summary of what the show would be about, yep. is uh, going to be Anna Karenina, which I believe that actually came out last week. I mean, not. I know it was limited the days week ago. before, but I don't know if it's. But anyway, it's very new, and if you have it, it's you know, it's a very right. timely
1: movie. It's not. And like if it's... you don't, it's coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I think it's Hopefully. out. I think I... it's
0: out everywhere at this point that it's going yeah. to be. I mean, I don't know that it's going to expand more, and it's that kind of movie, right? right. I mean, it's like wherever whoever's going to pick it up has picked it up. It's not right. like people right. are going to change their mind yeah. later and go, I need Anna Karenina in Well, we
1: heard these guys say it was this, so.
0: Right, and it, it was um, surprisingly good, and we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, first of all, just to uh, cover some bases here, um, I'm going to mention again we have the contest running. Yep. It's connected with our uh, Wreck It Ralph podcast, and you're going to need to go to com and uh, find the the podcast post for Wreck It Ralph, and it will tell you everything you need to know about entering. It's a very cool contest. There's it is fifty dollar gift card. There are a couple of cool, uh, you Blade know, runner big, awesome big, box blue runner, B- Blu-ray,
1: Blu-ray, Blu-ray box Blade sets, runner. right? Blu-ray. And Ooh, and blue, after that, say, uh, after Ray that, I know. wow! A-
0: after that, I'm gonna just stop selling it. I mean, you either are gonna enter the contest right. or not. And, <laughs> yeah, and I'm over it at this point. Uh, another thing that I wanted to mention <laughs> is um, Critics' Choice Movie Awards, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm voting for right. as as a member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association. Is January 10th? It's moved to the CW this year. Make sure and you know mark your calendar for January 10th
1: or just tune in we'll keep telling you right we will I mean, we will keep
0: telling you sure yeah. um it's going to be it's going to be pretty big this year mm-hmm. there are several new categories including one that's like kind of a viewer choice kind of a deal yep. so um it, you know there's a little bit of an expanded list some things have switched so there are some things that aren't there anymore because they oh. they've moved to you know, now we have the Critics' Choice Television Awards right. with that expanded thing over, you know, the last yeah. couple of years. So things like, you know, Best Made for TV movie and stuff that right. moved over, I guess, to yeah. to the TV side of things. Anyway, that's going to be big. So and and with that, um, uh, you know, I have to vote for movies. So we're going to be talking about voting for movies. So right. as the year goes on from now. Yep. You know, we will probably have something that we will talk a little bit about uh, each week that will have something to do with, you know, lists and voting, right? Best actor, best actress,
1: all the stuff you love. Different you, things, right? Putting you know, together not a list, a, you're not a list, favorite thing. You're not a list guy, and you don't love to make a hierarchy of best this right. or that. So exactly. these are this is a fun time of year to watch you squirm. <laughs> squirm. Exactly. exactly.
0: Especially – and, you know, it's funny because we will get into this, like I said, more and more each week. You know, we'll probably pick something um, that we'll, you know, talk about. And we will have a show where we're just doing, like, the best movies. Right. Right. And we'll maybe talk about other things there. But I was thinking, like, every week we'll probably, like, pick a category that we'll talk a little bit about. Yeah. uh, Some of our picks. Not necessarily, like, we're going to give the top ten of everything or anything, but – But we'll talk a little bit about stuff. And um, this week, clearly, what makes sense is animated movies. Right. Since we're doing Rise of the Guardians. And, you know, it's funny because the more I'm having to go through movies, and as it gets closer and closer, because there's an early deadline this year for the Critics' Choice Awards. Um, you know, we have to we have to really like start the fast track on like December fifth, yeah. And then you know we get like a few days. There's a few days this. There's a few days that. There's nominating and then final voting and all that. But still, it starts early, right? So it's a little weird. So now it's like as many movies as you try to see in a year, and as many movies even as just we've seen, right? Just doing like one show a week, yeah. But still, man, by now it's like <laughs> I have to watch so yeah. much stuff in, right. like, the next three weeks. Right. It's insane. And the thing that really struck me, and it's weird, because there there are certain films, if you've been listening to the show, you know that we have, um, as much as we uh, try to avoid the, like, highfalutin criticness here right. Right. and just kind of talk about movies like Normal People and yet there is somewhere in us that that sort of <laughs> oh, highfalutinous, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Um where we are not usually gonna be too far off from like let's say, you know, our best movie of the year list. Yeah. Uh will not be too different most of the time from the vast majority of critics. Right. But it will be different.
1: Yeah.
0: At least for me. Yeah. Um and there are going to be some things like, you know, Cloud Atlas is not going to be on my top 10 list. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not going to make it. And it's going to be for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing as like Tree of Life last year. Right. And, you know, that whatever. But what kind of struck me going through all these movies and going, okay, what do I have to see? Still, there are a couple things that actually I want to watch again, Mm -hmm. and you know I'm going through the list. And we mentioned this a lot. If you if you've been listening the whole time, we we've been doing the show, and especially like through the summer, this is a weird year. Yeah. I mean, this is really a weird year because most of the time when I'm even the beginning stages of thinking about my best movies of the year list, right? Yeah. I usually have like twenty, twenty-five movies right. that I want to be in my <laughs> top ten. Yeah. And then I have to go, and this and so this is where I get irritated with lists, because then I have to go, okay, that one's eleven. So it's not <laughs> on the list. Right. And somehow I have to have the movie that's ten and the movie that's eleven. And I have to have them like dueling it out in my head yeah. for which one that's which fun. one works, right? And I usually have this this great big list. So I'm like notorious for having a huge list of you know, right. the almost. Yeah. Because I'm just like, you know, they they should get some kind of mention. Yeah. Even if they're not on the list. And this year I'm like going, eh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got like, you know, nine movies. And I'm going, a, yeah. How am I going to get a tenth right one? There's a it. lot of movies you're like, why should was, I
1: mention? There
0: are so many movies mm-hmm. that I thought, th- there are a lot of movies I thought were good. There yeah. are there are a lot of movies that I thought were were really pretty good and fun and things like that. But if I'm talking about the top ten movies of the year, yeah, I have like this weird. This is the craziest year <laughs> of, and even movies that you know people are talking a lot about, right? I'm I'm really kind of going. Eh, I didn't I, I didn't love that that much, right? <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know. It's a really weird year, and yet now that we're uh, I was you know just putting together the animated list right for this year it's insane yeah this is the like the craziest year the animated movies this year um just to even name off all the animated movies right. is crazy yeah because you don't usually have
1: you usually don't however have many seven, are on this know, list. Yeah, yeah i right. mean there's <laughs> this
0: has been a big year
1: for the, the animated there was films.
0: there was and not only that, but a lot of really good things, yeah, not like um you know a lot of times half the animated movies are like
1: throwaways that like right.
0: should have gone straight to video or something, but right. they're trying to get a little extra money right, but we had the Lorax, the secret world of Arietti, mm-hmm.
1: pirates,
0: Band of misfits, a cat in Paris, which was um I'm not even actually sure if that counts for this year, but it only came out here this year. So I'm not sure about that one. I haven't looked at it, but it's a a foreign movie, but it's really, really cool. I haven't seen that one. It's oddly animated, but it's still a really,
1: really cool movie.
0: Madagascar 3, Mm -hmm. Brave, The New Ice Age, Paranorman, Hotel Transylvania, Frank and Weenie, Wreck-It Ralph, and Rise of the Guardians. Yeah. I mean, that is a lot of movies for one year to be battling for a position for uh, animated feature. And not only that, but a lot of them that I really liked that were really good. And what I think is even weirder about this list is you take this whole list and you go, what was good? Secret World of Arrietty was great. Mm -hmm. Um, We both loved Wreck-It Ralph. Frankie Weenie was good. Paranorman was pretty good. Brave was
1: great. Great,
0: And at, at the end of this list, like, you know, the first Madagascar and mm-hmm. the first Ice Age, I really liked those movies. Yeah. And now they're in the middle of this giant list as like the suck thing yeah. on this list. Yeah. They are they're like at the bottom <laughs> of this list. And that's just bizarre. Like, how do you go from, you know, two or three sequels later or whatever you right. know, they are to having just the whole world is destroying you <laughs> all around your sequel. Yeah. That just seems so weird. Yeah. I feel like so if we're going to throw stuff out. I loved Brave and I know that some people were kind of, you know, medium on on that one. Uh I know um, a, a lot of people did not love it that much, yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I've
1: mentioned before, I, there's I, I feel like there's kind of a Pixar backlash. Yeah, something. every once in a while and, that flares up, and that was probably. Right. I, I, I don't know
0: exactly what it is, but I, out of this list, I still would have to pick Brave. I think, but there are there are several movies yeah. that I, I would not really scoff at anyone who right. picked those put, yeah. over Brave. You right. know, I mean because they're. A lot of solid movies, and we, you know, like we just did *Wreck-It Ralph* not too long ago. We mm-hmm. both were kind of like
1: mystified. Wow. Of how great that was. <laughs> yeah. right. that's really hard. <laughs> it, it was so wild.
0: Um, you, you, would you put *Brave* on top, or or
1: where would you be on anim- if I put you on the spot right now with <laughs> animated movies? Um, it would it would as far as my memory serves, it would be between those two. And it's hard because Brave had a situational boost for me because that was the film that we did in the summer for the special needs kids. Right. So there was a there was an additional emotional push behind me thinking, you know, did the was the movie great? It was great. But I'm actually I'm a bit biased because I got to see it under certain circumstances that had nothing to do with pride. Just I got to see it with people that I wanted to see this film with connected and get to, to something do. very cool. And right, it's hard so. to differentiate that because I am too close to it, but I, I think probably, I think probably brave would be it. Right. And then, I, and, but like what you just said, I mean, a razor thin race right next to it is yeah. wreck it Ralph. And I, if anybody, anybody who had the same reactions we did, if they had flipped it, I would have been like, I see it. Right. Perfect. Man, you know, I get it. Right. I, I just think it's, it's so weird that,
0: you know, Here's this huge list of movies, and, you know, I say this a fair amount uh, of the time because, uh, like, I don't know, two years ago or whenever it was, the, uh, you know, the How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. <clears throat> I loved that movie. And in that year, there was um, there were two or three movies that I was like, you know, in another year, in a different year with different competition, this right. would easily be the number one movie. And now it's like there's five of them <laughs> <laughs> in one in one yeah. year that you're going, you know, if only this had come out another year. Right. And um, I do have to admit I haven't seen Hotel Transylvania yet, but I don't really hold right. out great
1: hopes for that being the next greatest animated movie I've ever. I think seen. it'll be fun if you're a kid, but I don't know that it'll be yeah. high on a list in right. regard. Um, so anyway, animated movies, um, you'd seen all but Hotel Transylvania off that list you just read? Because I, I know yeah. I've seen most of those with you, and then you've talked to me about a couple of the others. Right, so. yeah. And,
0: you know, the Pirates one, that was a real letdown, actually, for me. That
1: was not nearly
0: as good as I thought it was going to be, especially <laughs> <I> know, <went laughs> coming coming from where it, it came from.
1: There's some childhood-like feeling, because I went uh, on a whim just because I thought we might have something. We might have dead time on Thanksgiving while the adults were preparing stuff, and my girlfriend's son would need to would want to watch a movie that was new. Right so i hit red box and i grabbed pirates and i grabbed something else uh, i grabbed uh is it arnold christmas yeah, and I I brought him over and he <laughs> looked at them and immediately just walked away from them. Was like no, <laughs> like he, he wow. was so not interested in pirates, which is weird because he loves argument animation, right? The guys that do it. He's so in love with Chicken Run and the Wallace and Gromit stuff that I've shown him. And I thought, well, I'll give him two choices and he'll pick one of these. And he just went to the shelf and was like, I want to watch the Avengers again. <laughs> I'm like, right. all right. And I just thought, wow, what an incredibly damning like effect that is that you just <laughs> right. look at it and you're like. Like I, as an as a nine year old, my time is more valuable. Right, I'm not going to watch actual. pirates. So right. that just there's my two. Cents anyway, for
0: that. not that it was not that it was terrible, but it it just was not
1: yeah, yeah anywhere near as good
0: as I expected it to right. be. Um, the final thing before we actually start getting into reviewing movies, <laughs> right, is uh, I have just put up a review mm-hmm. on <laughs> screening dot com for Basebuds. Okay, they. Uh, earbud style headphone thing. Yep. Okay. Um, and, you know, go read the review, whatever they I mean, they're, uh, they're actually surprisingly impressive. The reason I mention it here is that I have a code oh. that is, are you com specific? Cool. Uh, you go to their website and it's at least worth checking out because they have, uh, they have tons of different like colors and they they have yeah. like a, Crazy selection, yeah. uh, as far as headphone type things go. Right, but they are actually really cool. I have used them a lot, and for me, obviously, I'm not the guy who's going to say this is what's going to make right. your music sound the best, right? Right. But for watching movies with like iPad, right. um, you know, the thing that sucks about doing that is the sound <laughs> right. always, always, and, and I hate the earphones that come with. No, yeah, Apple. I don't, don't use them. Um, and for the price, these are really cool and, cool and give really good sound. So you check them out at uh, bassbuds.net slash USA, and you enter the code BB59767, and you get $30 off of your order. That's so, pretty cool. And you've got the code online, like, in your review? or somewhere. Yeah, okay. right. So just thro- cool. just to throw that out, yeah, and and it's not like you know they're three hundred dollars and you get thirty bucks off. I mean, <laughs> they are awesome. actually reasonably priced anyway. Right. So you get thirty bucks off cool. of your order uh, with that code. So now I think what we'll do is uh, jump through Anacrinna yeah. quick, yeah. then then get to Rise of the Guardians. Could, you want to do chat stuff too, or oh, I if that those, if right, yeah, absolutely if a design, yeah. <laughs> if you happen to have seen Rise of the Guardians or Anna Karenina, right. call in uh, the numbers three four seven three two four three zero two two or jump in the chat with us. Yeah. And uh, you know we'd love to hear yeah. your reaction. Rise of the Guardians, obviously gigantic animated thing that's been yeah you know. Super hyped forever, right? (laughs) Versus Anna Karenina, the Leo Tolstoy, Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Stoppard um, adapted screenplay, which no one even knows is out, right? Right, (laughs) which is like totally under the radar, surprising everybody kind of thing, exactly. So you know, those are your two
1: options. You've got we've got everyone covered with both of those. For whatever it's worth, just as a quick side note, none of the theaters around here are playing Anna Karenina. I wouldn't be surprised. So maybe it's not wild released yet. I don't it, know. It, it might know. not it might not be. I guess it might be next week that it hits maybe. really wide. We're I'm giving it sure, I know
0: that it came out. Yeah. Uh if not this week, even the week before in like, you know, know New what York, it, LA, right. stuff like that. Right. Um so anyway, Anna karina here's here's the thing. Um I'm I'm in the middle of writing my review right now so i'm like totally cheating on that one (laughs) for the instant reaction this great but i figure it's not like our main focus it's not the one we're really going to talk for a long time about so it's okay right and you know the thing is you we were talking before uh before we started the show yeah and you were talking about how it's uh it was a very i guess worthwhile effort at making you watch something that you didn't really
1: need to watch again. Yeah. I mean it's, it's a story you don't need to hear. I don't again. need to hear it again. And as I was an English major in, in college and through high school advanced reading, you know, advanced prep stuff in college, I, I've read this book a couple of times. And and as I was telling you, you know, I'm like, this was an interesting, this was an interesting thing to see because it it told a story that I'm familiar with and didn't really need to revisit in a way that made me want to watch it. Right. And that alone may be the best way to say it's a positive experience and a movie to see, unless like what we were just talking about briefly in a very non-important thing, you know, I like. Watching Kira Knightley, right. and you're not a big fan, so even though she's the star and she doesn't no, really bring it I, down, there a lot parts her, where... I, I like her fine.
0: Um, what I was saying is, um, I don't really have anything against Kira Knightley, and when she's in the right movie, right, she does great. I, I think she's great. Right. As I was watching this, the one like tiny niggling thing mm-hmm. that started bugging me was if we had someone who just could act a little, a little better, bit more, uh, right? a, a little bit dude. above a, the pace. Who really, for it. Yeah. yeah, who really could kind of pull a little bit more into the role, right. and not that she did a bad job because no. she didn't.
1: No, I understand. She
0: she did a fine enough job, but I just kept thinking, man, if there somebody was somebody just
1: a little more talented, yeah, could I mean, do a how awesome yeah. would this? It and I think ultimately, I know what it be? And if no one's familiar with the story, it's and,
0: uh, and and you know, not not that I didn't not that it really detracted. I I mean, I'll just say right now, I think my rating for this movie is going to be like a pretty solid four and a half. Yeah. I think Um, there's a
1: lot of, there's a lot of interesting stuff with the film just aesthetically, like aesthetically it's the first half hour and it doesn't stop doing this necessarily, but it becomes more character driven in a way. It's just so beautiful to watch transitions and effects and, like we were talking about it's like watching someone put a stage production together. Like, right. Right in front of you and, with and some they, of the,
0: the ways that they move characters and around they, and they film beautiful. the whole thing like it's a play. Right. And like there's this behind the scenes of the play.
1: It's but amazing. the people
0: in the movie sort of don't know. They don't it.
1: acknowledge it. They're just right.
0: being they will, yeah. they will walk off off stage, go behind the scenes, walk through like some, you know Yeah. Whatever, I don't even some rigging, right. and you know, whatever. And then su- almost as if they're like outside walking down the street to the right. next place they're going. Yeah. And then they will just suddenly be in the next place they're going. Right. Because someone will build that set around them. Right. And it's a, it's fantastic. It's to mesmerizing. Watch. It's really mesmerizing to see the effect of it. And here's the thing, too, that is great. And, you know, you probably can guess this since it's Tom Stoppard writing it. It's mm-hmm. not just, you know, Bob and his goofy idea, right? right. It's a, a very legitimate screenwriter and playwright right. working this. It's not just a gimmick, it has an absolute purpose. There's a reason that they're doing it that way. Right. And it's, you know, not to make too simple a statement out of it. It's because it's the whole, um, you know, social status kind of thing that everybody sees everything you do. Everybody's watching you all the time, even when you're, you know, not on stage, people see you and what you're doing. And it's this whole combination of what the story is trying to develop. Mm -hmm. And here's a way we're going to make you look at that. That is, you know, cool right also but right. but has a point to it it's not just like you know somebody randomly thought i don't know what if we try this and it's not actually doing anything yeah. it's it's actually doing something and it's really cool and then when you get to eventually you get to parts where um you know we're we're in a city and we've got st Pe- st petersburg and moscow and the two Social like strata involved in both of those two cities, right? And um, you know, then at at certain points we go like out into the country, yep. where you're not entrenched in the whole society, social and high climbing, society, and yeah. and all that <laughs> stuff. And then we just see it like uh, regular, right? I mean, then that's like the real world and yeah. whatever. So anyway, it's super cool. And the other thing that is great about this movie. Not only is it, um, you know, if you've read the book, mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, I, you know, I've heard that to death or whatever. But right. it's a legendary role
1: yeah. in,
0: in Hollywood already. There's like some 25 different versions there is, of this movie yeah. already. And there's, you know, the very famous uh, 1935 Greta Garbo version of this,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: already is a remake of her own role <laughs> when they decided to call it Love in 1927. Right. It, instead you know it was like we don't wanna stick a Leo Tolstoy name on things yet. It right. was like too early in Hollywood to go, people are not gonna show up, yeah, or, you know whatever, <clears throat> and then there's uh nineteen forty about eight, I think Vivian Lee, yeah, um doing it, I mean this is like every giant name from Hollywood. this right. has like become a thing, and now we haven't seen one for a while, right there's been a gap in it, but... um not a big one anyway no. um but you know for a long time this was like you know if you were an a actress trying to make it it's like you, you want someone to make this again so right. that you can have that role it's like it's a it's a icon of right. hollywood right and here's the reason that, that that's interesting because this is really the first version that i've seen and i've seen a lot of them
1: that actually tell the real story yeah. of this story no adapting because <laughs> it's dancing it's because just a story. Anna has to be totally
0: unsympathetic. Right. It's not really a story, it's not really the story of Anna Karenina, it's the story of, you know, societal mores and right. and all this stuff. I mean, Leo Tolstoy is not writing, you know, a story about here's some lady who had an affair. Right. I mean, right. it's it's some deeply political stuff that's supposed to happen and she just has like kind of her use. Yeah. In the story, and, th- and yeah. things focus on her. Right, she's the foil by which you but know it's, society. But is it's not. To be it's not again. really her story, right? right? It's It's mostly really the story of Levin, who mm-hmm. isn't even in the story that much. Right. It, but it's like his. It's like what happens to his worldview because all this stuff happens, right. and you know stuff like that. So anyway, she is she's really unsympathetic at the end, yeah. and as as she is on her like downward spiral
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the book, you're not going oh man I'm right. pick I'm yourself so, up. Yeah. Hopefully she will be yeah. saved somehow. Yeah. Right? It's not right. that kind of story. But in all of the earlier Hollywood versions, right. not that they make her you know totally sympathetic. Sympathetic. Yeah. But it's not merely the story that it's supposed to be, because right. you know when it's 1935 Hollywood, who's going to that
1: movie? Right. Who wants to see Greta Garbo not be right. the heroine of the story? Right. You don't exactly. want to see her be a tramp and a call so, up and
0: so they really kind yeah. of not only do they uh, the previous big Hollywood roles that are are you know made Anna Karenina such a famous thing. Right. Not only is it a different kind of a character that we get. Yeah. But the other stuff that happens, the other like parts of the story that we're supposed to at least get kind of a hint at, right, they don't even really hardly do no. anything with those at <laughs> all. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's at the end of this one and you know, I'm gonna like ruin Anna Karenina for people. <laughs> because and if I do, that's just too bad. Right. right. It's only <laughs>
1: this, been around for a billion
0: point, years. Yeah. Right. Um at the end of this one. <laughs> We can actually get a really awesome scene where Levin, you know, runs back to Kitty and goes, right. "I understand."
1: Right. And it. And it's awesome. And it like, "Does something and means something." It, right. right.
0: And if you're paying any attention to the movie, because he's right. got his uh, his right hand <laughs> worker man, yeah. you know, who what you know, my father used to own you, and right? That better and everything, and blah 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 and and we get we get like a real kitty even though she's a little bit faster she could have had a little bit more in little, this movie yeah but we get a real we get a real scene where he levin who's supposed to be you know he's this moral super moral righteous like right. person or at least he wants to be and right tries to be and he like looks at her and goes Wow, you know, I thought I was a good person, and, right. and and it, you know, there's so much going on in this story, which is why it's a story that you've heard of right. hundreds of years later. Right. And in this movie, you actually get that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's refreshing. To, and, and, that was... and part of the reason that you can get it is because, you know, we have to throw Anna under the bus, as it right, were. Right. I mean, right. we have to <laughs> we have to let her go and not try to hold on right. to some keeping her up she has to be bad really yeah. that's that's part of the point anyway yeah. but that came through so well and as much as everything else in this movie is impressive the look of it is really awesome it's
1: mesmerizing there maybe, are
0: right. there are a few parts where um and this is directed by Joe Wright yeah. who is probably one of the most interesting directors yeah. working today Maybe he's not, like, the best, and maybe you don't love all his movies, but, like, uh, last year he had Hannah, mm-hmm. which was awesome, and he's got Atonement and something else with Kira Knightley. Pretty much anything um, Keira Knightley's been in. Yeah, right. He's, he's rated Um, ready You know, not, not like he has, you know, 20 movies under his no, belt but, or something. I mean, he's got, like, I think five or six yeah.
1: or, or something like that, but I, I think easily one of the most interesting – this is and yeah I agree and this is certainly his movie. I mean there's yeah. there's a lot of star power in the film from Emily Watson to Kelly McDonald to Jude Law who's awesome. He he's right. razor sharp in this. To Kira Knightley, I mean there's enough people in here to have made this like an ensemble film, but it never escapes his hand. Like this movie, even with all the power around him, he's in charge of every single thing, and it is his movie. Right. Because sometimes you'll get some good director. Or even even maybe not even a great director, and you'll just get overpowered by some star, and it's their film. You can tell or, it's theirs, and that's not the case here. Right. This is his film,
0: especially with the uh, the place he is. Even though I mean he's, we are certainly not the first people to say he's a great director. He's right. got plenty of right. people in him, thing, right? Yeah. It, but even still, with the place that he's in in his career, to be working with Tom Stoppard material, right. And still, just go. Yeah, but look, it's my movie. Right. And you know, you still get Tom Stoppard coming through. You know where many of the elements, you know, came from. Mm-hmm. But he still really has the whole thing in his hands, and he's gonna make it,
1: you right. know, come
0: through the screen the way he wants to. Right. And and that's pretty impressive just to have all of this around you. Which yeah. I mean, Keira Knightley probably doesn't matter because. He couldn't work with her any more frequently, right. no, better, right. no matter no what happened. Right. But but like you said, there are a lot of other people, and he really he really manages to uh, make use in the best way of you know someone like Jude Law,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who is great, and I you know yeah. loved him in plenty of movies. He yeah. he knows what he's doing, but uh, you know. I feel like you can kind of tell some of the scenes that Jude laws laws in where the way that it comes through in the final version is maybe not the easiest to see way that it would get done. Yeah. You know, and, you know, just to, I guess, have a hold on all this stuff, but it's so gorgeous. And, and (laughs) of all the movies that we've seen this year, and we didn't even see this one together. We, yeah,
1: right. This was that was we, a we we had mission to, too. We,
0: we had to view this one right separate from each other, but we had to. We did Well, <laughs> well we didn't have. to. We didn't have we, to. I we guess. did. But we we wanted happened. to. Right. I wanted but, to. But you know, of all the movies, <laughs> of all the movies that we've seen this year, that we have gone, uh, you know, God, if they just trim this twenty minutes yeah. or whatever. That movie, for as long as it is, which is, it's actually pretty normal. Yeah, it runs some, two hours and it's not four four especially minutes long. It's
1: not at all. But man,
0: that one was like over.
1: I, you know, in a hurry. I gotta tell you, really, when you when you handed it to me to see and when I was going to check it out, you know, it it was this big costume drama right anna karenina i'm like oh god really karen knightley just you know uh, alone again, on the cover you know, and i'm yeah, thinking right. all of these films that are big costume drama free you know consider me as oscar bait at the end right. of the year and i'm thinking oh, okay i'm gonna you know to anybody who felt like i did at first and i'm sick of seeing anna karenina taken over by right. other other versions of stories again and again and again sit down and give it 25 minutes and if you're not just Having fun with it and the transitions and the aesthetic and the acting, too. There's nothing wrong with all the acting. It's just all the stuff that was really strong, like we'd already said. If by 25 minutes in, you're not enjoying it, then I don't know what to tell you. Because it's not your typical big costume drama. You just don't like movies. (laughs) movies. No, it's just not your big costume drama stereotypical thing. Yeah, It's actually better than that cliché. And for a two-hour, a little bit more than two hours, it's quick. Right. And I would have liked more. Right. It was a lot of fun to watch that. It,
0: it could have there. There were points in this movie where, you know, I was thinking um, there's like, for example, the uh, the Oblonsky, I think. Yeah. So they, like there's kind of uh, it's Anna's brother. Right. Is kind of a comic relief
1: Char- yeah. character. Yeah.
0: And we don't exactly get a whole lot of that. And right. I was thinking we might have had like a, he might have gotten yeah. a little bit more airtime, things like that. We could have got a little bit more of Kitty going on, you right? Know, stuff like that. We could have added some stuff and I would have been happy for it to be there. It would have been fine with me because the movie just yeah, he takes hold of you. It's and, really fun. And there are no points in this movie where you're going, "Oh my god, I'm bored," or right. "Or how long until something happens," or you know, something like that. It it runs at a pretty good point really with good. you. It kind of reminds me since you were talking about you know the big period dramas and big and, costume films and, and just and kind just of the off. what that does to you when you first you know you get the movie you read the synopsis or whatever you mm-hmm. know if you're deciding to watch something and you go uh <laughs> you know right great yeah this one reminds me a lot of the king's speech yeah, which had that same effect where you're right. like, this That's is about idea. what now? Right. That's a good. And example. I have to watch this.
1: Right. And then but then when you watch it, it is. Well, you sit down. Kind if of you're, yeah, if you're watching that stuff at home, I'll speak for myself. If I'm going to sit down and watch that stuff at home. I'm going to give it a fair shake, but I'm also, because I'm going to get comfortable, I'm going to have a snack and probably a crossword puzzle to do or some other book to read or I'll have my iPad with me in case I want to, like, check something. Right. And I didn't go to any of that stuff. I was watching it and I was into it and I was having a lot of fun. Right. And there was no reason to find anything else to entertain me because I was getting my entertainment right there. Right. So, so,
0: all right, we should – probably move on, I think we said. A well, lot, it's easy to do, do because
1: stuff, it's funny. To, it's easy to do this too. This is the easy transition, though not very graceful. Jude Law's in Anna Karenina, and I feel like I've been in Jude Law's head, like being John Malkovich for two days, because he's, he's one of the main characters in Rise of the Guardians. Right. So I've had his voice like in my head in some form or another for <laughs> right. like 36 hours straight. Right. So It um, seems like he's everywhere. But I think,
0: like I said already, I'm pretty clearly at like four and a half stars. Uh, you know, I can yeah. even... Potentially go to five stars, it, you know, if I <laughs> thought about it, watched it again, maybe. But I feel pretty good at I'm pretty four good and at four stars. and a half. But but man, was it it was it was really yeah it was really good. it was really good. <laughs> okay, so now Rise of the Guardian. So now we get to switch <laughs> three right minutes to... go bam <laughs> yeah right. Um, you know the the thing that jumps out at me uh, about Rise of the Guardian. Uh oh. Apart from the uh, thing that jumped out at me at the very end of the movie when we were talking (laughs) after it is – at that point, what jumped in my head was, why is this called Rise of the Guardians and not just like the Guardians? Guardians And then the thing pops up and it says like based on the book series, the the Guardians of something or whatever, but there was no Rise of. Um. right. So I guess I did not know this was from a series. I thought it was just from a book. I right. mean, I I knew obviously that it was from a book and had heard people talking about the book, right? But I didn't know that it was a whole series, and so now I have to go check that out. And it's good. And maybe there will be future this, movies potentially. Yeah, it's definitely set up for it. If there are you know more plots that we're working with yeah. uh, with these characters, then uh, why not? I right. suppose. And obviously, you know, it did oddly bad this weekend. Yeah. There's so much stuff that people are still going to. Right. Including Skyfall and
1: Twilight are still doing really well. Right.
0: And uh, – but, you know, you got to think this is one that is – it didn't have a huge opening, so it doesn't have a lot of room to slow down. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's not like it burst out of the gates, right? But this is not going to slow down, like all the way through Christmas. Everyone's going to keep going to this. It's holiday-themed. You know it's going to do well. Yeah. And I don't think anybody's going to say it's like horrible. Don't go to it or anything. So this is going to do well, and there's going to be plenty of money involved in doing another one. Yeah, it's just not what I thought the story was, and I and I didn't know that it was a series. Yeah, And, and I still. Frankly, question the title. I, I, I don't understand why this is the wrong. Well, this
1: isn't like, like Dread 3D, which is right. no longer referred to as 3D. Right. This was there was some rising, and there were guardians. So yeah, at least, I I guess so. Well, I suspect it really is laying the groundwork for hopefully at least a trilogy, if not right. Extended P- picking series up or, but, more things, we gotta we gotta jump into something. Else with Jack Frost, now that we've like established
0: right. him right as a guardian, right? right. And
1: who so. knows? Maybe it's the kind of film that you see two or three films in the theater, including this one, and then maybe it goes straight to DVD and then for may, some maybe stuff. maybe, or maybe they, it hits a right. series on family something right. network. Who knows?
0: Right? And you know, if I, I feel like if I knew more about the book series.
1: You know, maybe I would have some idea what this that means, books,
0: yeah, there's well, like are there ten books, are there fifty books? I can't remember are there, how many <laughs> you know who I don't know, <laughs> I don't know anything about the story. It's the greatest but trilogy. but here is the thing that uh jumped out at me before we start talking like details about this movie. the okay. thing that actually jumped out at me when the movie was over, and actually there's another thing that jumped out at me, which I just thought was weird, and we talked about this already. what was that um you know, the backstory thing that did not happen yeah. that I expected to happen. Right. And, and, you know, I don't know. If, I don't want to ruin the movie for anyone. Anyway, right. <laughs> You've been ruining so, everything all day. Right. Go ahead. So, um, well, I just thought it was weird that we had this whole uh, backstory of Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the thing that I, I want to get this out before I uh, keep going back to it, the thing that's jumped out at me is this was not as good as I thought it was going to be. hmm And I thought it was really weird because I was watching the whole movie going, you know, this is really pretty cool. And it had such a a strange twist on all the mythology that we all already know, Yeah. which I thought, man, there is really nothing ballsier than to take, (laughs) like, every myth there is and totally make it different from what everyone already knows it is. Right. You know, I mean, this is... It's it's such a weirdly brave thing to do.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean this is like you know going back to like if there was some play during you know Roman right. era where suddenly someone said, well here's this other story of like all the Roman gods and everything, yeah. and it's actually this totally different thing, right? Yeah, and like the you know the tooth fairy is a hummingbird, and right, you know Santa Claus is like this got the yeti's working for him and it's like it was awesome it's like what a crazy brave thing to do yep. and the whole time I was watching it I was like going you know I really this is really good mm-hmm. and it's really cool and I I the Jack Frost thing and and nothing was uh you know like too watered down for you know kind of kids right and especially when you're having something where you, you know you got to take your kids to something that's talking about whether or not Santa Claus is real. That's that's its own trick right Right. there. And then at the end, I was like, eh, it was okay. I mean, so it was just a weird thing that, like, the whole time I was watching it, I was going, this is pretty good. But then by the time it was over, I I somehow went down. It's like, you know, the whole did not equal the sum of the parts or, or, you know, whatever. It's just like the whole movie, when it was done – I didn't. I didn't love it somehow, and I'm not really sure how that happened.
1: It was, it was weird, and almost it almost kind of fell away, as far as what I felt and what I saw. It almost kind of fell away, like right in front of me. Not the same kind of precipice that we love to talk about right. with you know Tim right. Burton's films. You know this year with um I mean, I savages like, you know, or, or anything right. like savages. It just didn't do it. It was. The strength of this movie, and we saw it in 3D, and we saw yeah. it Friday night. Um, pretty much our pattern now was Friday right. and then Sunday, so but with some variation. But we saw this movie on Friday night in 3D, and I thought, man, what a beautiful 3D film. And I thought aesthetically it looked sharp and crisp and beautiful, and the decisions for angles, like when you first meet Jack Frost. This doesn't give anything away. You you see a figure rising out of a, a frozen lake and kind of suspends flying in front of a moon and right. it's beautiful. It's absolutely just captivating looking, and then he's kind of mischievous. Um, Jack Frost is the is the main character and he's more thought of kind of like as a a, a statement. Like when parents say, "Well, Jack Frost is nipping on your nose. You got to put a hat and a scarf right, on," right. and kids are like, oh, "I don't want to." And he he can't be seen by people, um, which leads into part of the of the big plot. But as it goes on, it's still visually very beautiful, but very like frenetic, like there's a very rushed feeling to the whole film. Like yeah. there's a chase here and a and a race there and excitement here, and it doesn't ever seem to really slow down much for character. And I thought as I was watching it, and even though we were watching it in a theater over the holiday weekend with kids and I could hear them laughing and enjoying stuff. Oh god, yeah. The they they had a blast there. with it, it. yeah. It's not surprising because it's very action packed and it's very great looking. But as far as just story and and development, though it was creative, I didn't think there was a lot of substance there. Right. I thought it was all speed and no substance. For you know, instead of style over substance. And the and by the time we got to the end, I was just like, I had fun, but I didn't really. I didn't really get into it to have fun. I had fun right. looking at it, and it was cute, you know, to make Santa kind of a, not a gruff guy, not a jolly ho-ho-ho guy. He has tattoos of the naughty list and the nice list right. on either arm. The the perspective and, to and, nationalize and he, characters. Wash buckling around right. and stuff, yeah. And, and, I mean, the, the nationalizing of the characters, like Santa is more Russian or, right. you know, Northern European if, if you have to. I mean, if you think Russian, you know, right. you're thinking big sleds and, you know, Winter time, it's kind of him. And the Easter Bunny is Australian because Hugh Jackman gets to be totally Australian. And, right. you know, you get this sense of the globalization of the myths. And that's cool. And there's a lot of stuff there. It just didn't seem like there was a real focus to the movie to tell the story that would do anything more. This is it. I just figured it out. In, 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 voicing, in voicing it all out, I like it. we've been very spoiled lately to see films like Wreck-It Ralph and Brave and stories that are both, can uh, you know, not pandering to children, but serving to them and certainly not dismissive of adults. This film just seemed like I'm going to introduce a bunch of Happy Meal toys and plush dolls and not give the adults much of anything. Right. Like, I really, I just figured out my feeling on it, which was I was disappointed there really wasn't anything in it for me aside from the aesthetic. Right. That there was no adult story to be told. And, and that's okay. They don't all have to be Shrek or Wreck-It Ralph or anything. Right. But I'm kind of used to that. And now and, I like
0: it. And not that it, you know, not that the final analysis is that it's
1: terrible. No, which and I, it's not, I don't I don't think and that it's not it kindergarten is. kind of pandering TV you know right. movies to stories. It's just there wasn't a whole lot there it for just, me.
0: And, you know, I think the thing that made it worse for me is that um it was it was like it was there somewhere. It was really was. they just didn't want to do it. You know, it was they when didn't they didn't want to like commit. Yep. We get the whole story. So as we go through the story, we've got the Guardians Right. are uh Santa Claus, who's actually only referred to as North.
1: Right. And in, it's in interesting the... <laughs> their decisions to not name people who right. they are, but
0: and now like kids once
1: in a while call him Santa Claus and stuff. But right. uh, amongst themselves. Yeah, the kids he's all north, did, But amongst right? the Guardians he's North,
0: right? So okay, and then there's the <laughs> Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, the Sandman. Which was really cool. He doesn't speak at all. The Sandman was it was really cool. Smart. And here's the thing that I thought was real, was odd about this movie is that there's this whole thing about believing in, in the right. Guardians. Right. And when you stop believing in the Guardians, then… They lose power. They lose power. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I, I suppose they die and Probably. are and, never seen again and pitch. unless a whole bunch of people start believing in right. them again or and, whatever. And
1: as they lose power, Pitch gets more powerful.
0: Right. It, uh he so he's the boogeyman. He's the boogeyman. I, I mean, I guess that's giving something away that comes out pretty early. But, but yeah, they don't. They don't um, but uh, anyway, so the boogeyman's like the bad guy. So, but we've got um, Jack Frost, mm-hmm. and we kind of he's narrating at first. He's really yeah. walking us through the story and everything. But he's. Not- thought was interesting is that when the, we were going to choose another Guardian,
1: mm-hmm. so we have
0: the four Guardians there, mm-hmm. and they obviously know a lot of other potential right, there's a big list who might get right. picked. So it's not <laughs> like it's just Jack Frost is out there and right. he hasn't been promoted yet. It, right. There's a whole bunch of them, yeah. something out there. One of them, um, I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but the Easter Bunny's like not the oak tree something right. or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. There's a very throwaway line that means there's a bigger story right. somewhere that there are yeah. there are a bunch of other ones out there. They're just not the guardians. They right. do whatever, you know, it is that they do, but right. um but so he's going to get elevated. But what I thought was weird is that with that whole story. And so obviously the story is that Pitch is going to try and get everyone to not believe in him. Yeah. <laughs> the, the boogeyman, you know, Harkens back to the good old days right. of like medieval times when everyone <laughs> was scared of the boogeyman. Right. And it gives us eventually kind of this story about how all of a sudden people came up with, these other things to right. like. To fight off the to, darkness. Right, to give them hope and, mm-hmm. you, you know, whatever. And then the Guardians were born and hooray. Right. But what I thought was weird about <laughs> having that as like your universe is like, who believes in the Sandman anyway? Yeah, I, mean, I do. The Sandman is like,
1: yeah,
0: that's a long time ago. That, who even right. talks about the Sandman anymore? I mean, right. I know probably like when my parents were kids, yeah. probably their parents said stuff about the Sandman like, similar to, like, Jack Frost or something. I'll but, always,
1: yeah. I'll always it, think of the Sandman as but Neil Gaiman. But. I, I just, yeah,
0: I just thought it was really weird that the Sandman's even right. a thing. Well, he, And
1: he's awesome. Given your story. Strangely enough, he's the most interesting component outside of Pitch and Jack Frost because it's his dreams that Pitch does this amazing transition to to right. get stronger. And it shows that the Guardians can be defeated but also brought back. Like, he's a foil for all the different powers of right. everyone else. And he's not just comic relief. He's actually in a lot of weird ways. No, he's, creative he's very cool. Them. He's yeah. so interesting.
0: And it all it it all comes but down you're right, to him. Who talks about it's in the end.
1: end? Um,
0: you know because he's got to get back what pitch, to, you know, whatever. Right. Anyway, corrupted. So and, it kind of like comes down to him in a way. But right. but he he was super cool. Yeah. In the movie, but uh, you know the thing is. So throughout the movie, we have this whole, you know, the battle we're trying to figure out what mm-hmm. what pitch is going to try to do, how we're going to stop him, you know, yada, yada. And and then the other part of the story is we eventually find out that there's like a backstory to mm-hmm. Jack Frost. Right. And Jack Frost never had any idea that at some point he was a regular human kid. Right. Right. And had a regular human life, and yep. he has no memory of it at all. And and so we get this odd thing about the tooth fairy collecting teeth because they keep your childhood memories. And yeah. there's some craziness that I'm sure is way better developed in the books <laughs> right. than it is in the movie where we just kind of like throw it out like, duh, Creepy. obviously yeah. it's
1: it's in your teeth.
0: Obviously that's why there's a tooth fairy because we're keeping your memories or something. Yeah. It, it's a little weird. But it gets us to that backstory yeah. part and some excuse and some way that he will be able to get those memories back or something mm-hmm. and then, in the end he he finally gets to know like who he was, yep. so then there's there's some depth to the story right. from you know just giving us the new point of view of who he is and where he came from and why he was chosen and, right. and yada, yada. And then what you thought obviously was going to happen was we were going to get anyone else's backstory right, right. and learn something else about, I mean, maybe that would go too far if we took Santa Claus and said, here's well, the person he really
1: was? There is Right, and there is that moment, remember, where the tooth fairy literally confides to him, like, you don't remember, like, I remember my." When I was just a girl. Right. Like, she literally says, like, this throwaway line of, like, it sucks that you can't remember who you are because I can remember who I was before I became the tooth fairy. Right. So you're right. They don't go into it, but they allude to it. And
0: you really think, and then they you would. think they're
1: going to. And,
0: right. and now you've got.
1: <laughs> the Easter Bunny is a strangely special case
0: because he seems to turn back into a regular bunny. And, like, right. does that mean that at some point he was just a regular bunny and that's his backstory? I, I thought it was kind of cool. Because or was he a person? Because. The, I think he was a bunny. Even though the Tooth Fairy is like basically a hummingbird now. Yeah, she's like a hummingbird. She woman. is a woman,
1: woman in there girl.
0: somewhere, yeah. right? And and the Sandman seems human like. He does everything. Seems, but the Easter Bunny, it's like at one point. A bunny. At one point, there was like this really great bunny or something. There's that, a, there's a however, funny. This
1: stuff uh, maybe i read too far into it but i you must have heard the history to some extent of you know australia at one point was overrun with rabbits right and i thought it was actually very coy and clever that they made the easter bunny australian not only just to lure q jackman in which probably was reason <laughs> right. enough but also just because where else on the world would you have found like a million rabbits, you know, Australia. So right. I, I kind of thought the tie-in was okay. But yeah, no, yeah, it it, was, at some it was point cool. he's, he's regressing think, and he's losing his powers and he's just this cute and he's he's a just little, little, bunny. A little bunny and everyone's just looking at him and he's kind of like quit looking at me like <laughs> and that. And I'm just, I'm just thinking right. as I'm watching yeah. that, it, you
0: know, it's kind of a cute part for the movie. Right. And
1: so Guardian great, great for kids,
0: I'm sure, right? Yeah,
1: They but, were laughing at that. But
0: I was just thinking, does that really make sense with like the right. mythology <laughs> that we're putting together <laughs> here? And it's all like the man in the moon, like, right. And you know, so here's the thing. I was watching this as we were getting towards the end of the movie, and you know, now I'll sort of backwardsly, yeah, of backwardsly spoil things. <laughs> but what what happens is, by the time you get to the end of the movie, uh-huh. um, I really thought what we were gonna get out of this whole thing is that we were building up to where we were going to get the boogeyman's backstory, right, and I was waiting for that. And it's just you know you watch enough movies like we do right you go well so this happened so now the formula says that clearly this this is going to happen so I was totally expecting that to happen and not only did I expect it to happen but I really wanted it to happen they made I wanted it I wanted to know what his story was and how we were going to resolve things with him. And and what was going to happen? And then also, I wanted to know what the hell was up with the Man in the Moon.
1: Yeah. Who is
0: the Man in the Moon running this show? Well, it was cool. And, and is that is the Man in the Moon just God it's or something? Or God. is there just or is there yeah. some other kind of guardian like power up there controlling things or whatever? Yeah. And it and it didn't give you anything. And the ultimate payoff we get with the boogeyman. In my opinion, right. and I'm a you know jaded, cranky adult, right? <laughs> right. swinging my cane from my porch right. or whatever, yeah. I think it sucks. <laughs> I think the ultimate resolution we get with him just sucks because it's like yeah. – it's just you win. Mm-hmm. And then,
1: well, and then you know, it's, you know, it's okay. over. You uh, know as you well as I do this, out of him. this setup for a sequel, and the sequel will give away his backstory. There were two instances I noticed where they could have, and they looked like they were – this is – I was with you. They were setting up this story. They were going to give away his backstory. And I thought in two different occasions they had done it perfectly, just allude to it now and shimmy the screen and give it to me. And they didn't. Right. And then when he gets defeated – It's in the deleted it's scenes. Right. And then when he gets defeated, I'm like, okay, he's not totally defeated. They didn't eradicate him. They just pushed him back. And he ran away and he's going to come back and there'll be a sequel and it'll be about him. Right. We'll get it. But it doesn't happen in this film. But what I'm
0: thinking, and, you know, that is definitely a way to go that what we'll have is a sequel where it's like round two versus the boogeyman. Right. And by the time we get to that, then we'll get stuff about his backstory because then that will help us, you know,
1: Fix him, right? And you know so as that, well as I do, so
0: that now he won't be a bad guy anymore. Right? He'll whatever.
1: Right. You know as well but as I, I do. I want like a different bad guy. Right?
0: right. I, know. I don't. I don't want to just. We've had run Rise with of the Guardians.
1: Again. You know very well the next one will be Fall of the Guardians, and it will be <laughs> all of the Boogeyman. But they're gonna fix the Boogeyman, and he'll be a nice guy again, and he'll be somebody else. Right? And then there'll be a new third, more powerful villain, and who knows who that'll be? Right. And it'll be well, re- re- right. Rise of the Guardians. But if you,
0: if you think the way that they have this set up, where you know their other Jack Frost. Right. And it's like every folktale there is, right. right? There's a guy. Right. Well, you could have a jillion, you know, right? Competing villains, right. Going yeah, on that could show up for the next thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not really like every bad guy I, is just the boogeyman with a different
1: names. Yeah. something. <laughs> right. It's uh, well, we're getting we're getting pretty down low, but I will say, it, there's a lot of fun stuff that happens aesthetically, you know, when the movie for me really just. Took off and worked on all cylinders. When I don't know, maybe thirty minutes in, um, they're trying to help the Tooth Fairy with a job that she's trying to do. When everyone's contributing, and there's like this long montage of stuff. That was really good. It was good. great. Yeah. And then it goes on, and then there's a little bit of a lull, and then it happens again when you realize what Jack Frost's backstory is. And it's just like these weird pitches and dives of of storytelling. Like right. it's working, and then they forget, and they just want to dazzle you. And it just it it just didn't appear more engaging to me as I thought it would. I was kind of disappointed that it didn't right. do everything I this, thought it was going to do is, from the trailer. This but. is
0: another one of those uh, where I'm thinking uh, from watching this movie, uh, you know, I bet the books are really great. Right. Because <laughs> I feel like what happened is, and <laughs> and I could totally be wrong because I don't know the books, but I feel like what happens is that we just kind of – chickened out of really committing to
1: yeah. to
0: doing whatever the books do and, and going going straight yeah. for the elements that probably make the I just, books stand out. I thought that they
1: – I don't know enough about the books. I know there's a lot right. of – We'll start here because we'll have more source material for later. So.
0: Right. Sure. Well, okay, so we should wrap close. up. Um, yeah. You know, I – I don't know where to go with this as a rating because I kind of feel like I want to say like three and a half or three or somewhere around there, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Even though there were a lot of things that yeah. I didn't love about it, you know, it really was pretty fun. So yeah. I kind of feel like three and a half.
1: Yeah. See, I was just going to say if I if if the job is to say what film you should go see, I would tell somebody to take their kids to go see this because it is fun. It's just not. Fun for the adults necessarily. It's all the way it, through, it, and sometimes you've got to endure so much more yeah. for for a ninety minute film. Sometimes you have to endure more. So I was thinking three and a half. Yeah, you know, and, and make sure by the way, because we said we would to go see the film. You stay through the credits for a few minutes because there's some additional stuff. Oh that, right, yeah, and, and a lot of people
0: boat. left. When Tons of people left, and, and, and there is a, bad, there is a so. little bit of extra. Right. Um, so well, we're just going to say uh, yeah. thanks for tuning in. I actually have no idea what we're <laughs> either doing next week. We'll do something, and, though. <laughs> and it could be anything at this point. Try to, to find. Uh, out. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>